Welcome to Life After the Fire, the preeminent podcast for all things related to having an amazing life after the fire service. My name is Chris Phelps. I'm your host. I'm joined today by Bill Banks with FireTech, right? Did I say that right? That is correct. So, Bill, uh, tell us what is what is FireTech? What do you guys do over there? We are a uh, company that started out as a training company, and we evolved into a gear rental business for students going to the fire academy. And that involved us into a gear cleaning business of NFPA 1851 and getting UL verified to clean and repair gear for firefighters. And in turn, we kept evolving and now we rep for over 200 uh, manufacturers with uh, our biggest manufacturer that we just became a dealer for would being Scott Airpex. Wow. So that's some pretty, pretty interesting stuff. A lot of stuff that you're doing there. Now, what uh, let's, I guess, rewind the, the clock a little bit, but uh, you were, you were uh, retired out of where? I retired out of Fort Lauderdale as a battalion chief in uh, July of 2014. Okay, so almost nine mm-hmm. years uh, retired now. Yeah. And uh, how long of a career did you do down there? I did uh, 26 years and four months. Uh-huh. I got hired at 19 and walked out the door just before I turned 46. All right, so 26 years. So now when... When did you start this, uh, this, this company? I actually work for the company. It's owned by Leo Rodriguez uh-huh. and his brother owned it at the time with him, Jay Rodriguez, who was a Miami Dade captain. Okay. Uh, and Jay and I were friends for years and years and years. And at the point we were the training company, I was their lead instructor for special operations. Okay. And that's how Jay and I got together to, uh, to work with, you know, to do the work for the company. So it started as a, as a training company, as a training company. Yeah. We were doing special ops and we're out doing trench classes, rope classes, confined space, Uh, VMR. Gotcha. And, uh, the training world just got too crowded for us. (laughs) So, so how far into your career did you, did you get involved with, with the, the training company with FireTech? Uh, that was later in my career towards around they, we FireTech started in 2008. I would say I started with them in 2010, but okay. I'd been doing training. I started uh, doing training at South Tech Fire Academy. Oh, okay, yeah. I was one of the first uh, right. of their special ops instructors up there, helped them build their confined space prop and help them build their trench prop. Okay. So probably maybe even around the time I was going to going to class there. There's a good possibility. I can uh, tell you I was there in the nineties. I think remembers Nuge. Yeah. I think Nuge. I started in 93. <laughs> okay. And Nuge was yeah. up there along with uh, Walter Knapp and yep. a lot of guys from uh, West Palm beach fire. Yeah. Yeah. So you probably taught some of the rope classes I took over there. There's a pretty good the, possibility. Mid nineties. So yeah. Interesting. All right. So let's, um, let, let's talk about where this business is, has taken you. So obviously like, you know, were you thinking about doing this business as a means to, uh, to have something after retirement or, or what was the, the impetus behind the whole thing? Yeah. I didn't really think about doing this. My plan when I retired <laughs> was actually to, uh, go to another department as a, a chief or chief officer okay. with another department. I interviewed for several when I retired and after long, hard did not want to go back to a schedule that I was bound to. 
Yeah. And working with this company, it gives me the freedom to work. As I'm off. I can take time off. If I want to work, I can work. I can be as busy as I want to be. And that's what lured me to coming to work with them and, and doing the work that I'm doing now. Good. So it's given you a lot of freedom, uh, freedom to, to, to do stuff with the family. You said you have a, uh, daughter up at uh, Florida State. That is correct. I have a daughter up at Florida State. One more uh, year to go, and <laughs> hopefully uh, she'll be home and uh, getting her career started. So yeah. it's given me time to go up there and spend time with her and go to football games and enjoy her going through her college life and me uh, reliving a little bit of college time. <laughs> yeah. So. I can tell by the shoes you're wearing. You're wearing your bands. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. Once yeah. a BMXer, always a BMXer. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I tell, as I mentioned to you, I've got my daughter is uh, just committed. She's going to go to Ole Miss. And, uh, you know, my career after the fire service, I got in the mortgage business. And, and it definitely provides that same level of, of freedom so that so I can be more present in the in the family life. And, uh, and strike that, you know, life balance. So it's, that's great stuff. You'll definitely have to get up and enjoy some old miss games. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Grove. Baby. Yes. <laughs> and I'm a big baseball fan. If you didn't already know, uh, and their, their baseball team is, is pretty amazing. So I'm looking forward to some catching some ball games too. And enjoying the weather and the food up there. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So fire tech now, uh, looks a lot different from, from when it started. Yep. When, uh, when we first started, we, like I said, we were a training company renting gear and sending our gear out to be cleaned that we ran into the students and that was our big, biggest expense. So when I retired, we sat down and talked and decided to become a 1851 cleaning and repair business with ourselves being the biggest customer. Okay. And over the time getting into the cleaning and repair business and learning about 1851, it was the time that, uh, around 2015, 2016, that cancer in the fire service had really become quite a hot topic. Uh-huh. And we decided that we needed to do something. So we partnered up with the firefighter cancer foundation with, uh, Cindy L who was the uh, president of that foundation out of the Del- land area. We met her up at uh, fire rescue East and sat down to her with her. And we were coming out with a decon kit to be able to decon yourself on scene. And we wanted to come out with a decon wipe. Well, all the wipes on the market, as you know, if you leave them open, they dry out. And mm-hmm. we didn't like any of them that were out on the market with some of the ag- ingredients that were in it. So we decided to do our own. And rather than doing a wipe, we did a uh, decon towel, which is a 12 by 12 cotton towel, similar to a washcloth. Mm-hmm. That's a one-time use. They cost a little bit more than the uh, wipes, but they're guaranteed to be wet every time that you pull one out of the package. And you can basically clean your entire body with the one towel. Wow. That's definitely innovative. Yeah. And we were innovative with putting a changing pod similar to what models use on uh, their sets when they're modeling, where you could actually get out of the clothes that you had underneath your bunker gear and put on a uh, second uniform that you carry in a uh, Delta Bravo bag that's made by Ian Sargent of SGT fire bags that we helped work with him and, and do and get into a clean uniform then you bag your dirty gear up. It's similar to a dry bag 
and uh, you roll it down and it stops the uh, gear from off gassing. So if you can't get the gear on the outside of the truck, like they've been doing with the clean cab concept, uh-huh. you're able to be able to transport your gear back to the station in this bag without worrying about it off gassing in the cab. Interesting. Interesting. And what is this? Uh, I, I'm envisioning like this, this pop-up uh, changing thing that's slightly opaque so you see the silhouette of the person as no it is black and you see uh, no silhouette but we figured that with the clean cab concept you didn't want to get back into the cab dirty yeah and do a changing in there and have mrs smith uh look through the windshield and see firefighters changing in the cab so yeah. that was the idea behind this pod that you could actually change on the outside of the uh, truck and get into your second station uniform uh-huh. that way if you did have to catch a call on the way back to the station you are at least clean, mm-hmm. somewhat clean going into somebody's house rather than not cleaning yourself on scene. Yeah. Man, I can think of plenty of times we were, you know, going from one job to, you know, our job to an EMS job or, you know, what have you. So just things we didn't know back in the day. I mean, I, I look back and I never cleaned my helmet. Yeah. And since I've retired, I've been to the dermatologist three times and had Mohs surgery on my forehead right where the brim of my hat sat that I've never cleaned. And my dermatologist pretty much told me that that's from the carcinogen sitting on my forehead for a long period of time. And I'm now paying the price. Wow. That's, that's something. Yeah. My helmet's here on the wall. Most of that's dust. It's not a lot of that's uh you know, real, real fire camp. You know, Cause those are, those are white, white helmets, you know, but, uh, you know, um, Awesome. And, and you said that your, your company now, uh, just picked up what Scott, you said? Yeah. Three M Scott. We are the third dealer in the state of Florida for three M Scott, uh, Lewis, who I work with at the uh, company, um, Lewis and myself just attended Scott technician level one and level two so that we can get out and start repairing air packs. There seems to be quite a need yeah. around for repairs on Scott air packs. So we've done that and we're looking forward to uh, coming into fire departments throughout the state of Florida and being competitive with the other companies to, uh, to show Scott. Awesome. Awesome. Now you guys have a, uh, like a, um, like a trailer or something put together yet for that? Or we have a trailer. Are you guys going to, we have a trailer. We used to be a um, Honeywell dealer and we did Uh repairs on Honeywell air packs. So we're changing over our trailer to make it Scott friendly. Okay. And we're also going to be buying a van so that we're a little bit more mobile uh-huh. than a 28 uh, foot trailer yeah. behind a F three fifty, <laughs> which if we, if we get a large department, we can take the trailer out, set it up and be able to sit there for three or four days. And right. the van will be for departments that we are going to be moving around each day. If we come and they got four packs and then the department down the street from them has four packs, we'll come out with the van. So that way we're more mobile. Yeah. You can move around faster. Very cool. Very cool. That's how I, I mean, I've worked with a lot of different packs over my career, but uh, Scott had to be probably my favorite. I've enjoyed the Scott air pack. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. I think we've used MSA, Scott, ISI, Interspiro. Yeah. When I started at Fort Lauderdale, we were wearing the uh, MSAs with the elephant trunk and the gold regulator yeah. with the coat breathing. Uh, and then we switched over to the Inespero, and then from there they we've been with Scott ever since. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, and then as far as uh, gear rental, the, re- the I guess the way we got introduced is 
my son is in the fire academy and, and uh, renting gear from you guys. Yes. And uh, it sounds like you're doing uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the schools across the state with that yeah. or. Yeah, we do probably about eight or 10 of the schools across the state. Uh-huh. And uh, we saw a need that uh, the students needed certified gear. And the instructors needed to make sure that the gear was certified because when I went to the academy, and I'm sure when you went to the academy, it was you went to a locker or yeah. storage thing that they had gear in piled up. They had coats in one pile and pants in the other. And you ran in there and you picked it out. Yeah. And I'm almost willing to bet that the gear I had was not within 10 years like it's supposed to be in, according to NFPA. Yeah. And that can fall on the instructors. So as an instructor, we'd see stuff coming through and uh, it had holes and everything in it. So we saw a need that students needed gear that was certified within the time frame, 10 years, and that an instructor could feel comfortable knowing that he rented the gear from FireTech and that the gear had been cleaned, inspected prior to him renting the gear and coming to the academy. Interesting. And, uh, you know, I just think back to, to my days, I, I was a volunteer at the time. So I, you know, I had decent gear cause it was department provided gear, but, but, you know, thinking of some of my classmates, it was definitely a hodgepodge of, of stuff that you know, may or may not have even fit to begin with, but then also, you know, just, you know, holes and I'm sure it had never been cleaned and, and I'm sure none of them cleaned it, uh, you know, when they gave it up. So, Yeah. I actually looked at a picture of uh, my academy class not too long ago Um, and the gear that I'm wearing is probably four inches too long dragging (laughs) under the boots and the sleeves are probably two inches too long (laughs) and the coat was probably a 44 and at the time I was probably 140 pounds and should have never been in a 44 coat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's something. Well, cool. So as as a business uh, you know, as a business operator now, uh, what's your, what do you think your, your plans are with, uh, with the business? Well, I see us growing. We've grown every year. We started off with three employees. We're up to about 12 employees. We have, uh, sales reps throughout the state of Florida. We have about six seamstress on the payroll to clean and repair. We've got four or five warehouse guys. Most of, uh, most, a lot of the guys are young kids that come from high school that are interested in the fire service that are explorers with Margate. Okay. And they're getting some experience and learning about the gear Uh and they probably know more about the gear than 90% of the firefighters on the job that wear the gear now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's important. Um, I see us growing tremendously. Uh I just bought some property, uh, this year out and actually last year out in uh, Las Vegas. Uh And I plan on moving out there in two or three years. And um, I'm hoping that Leo and myself will open a fire tech West out there. I see a need for cleaning and repair out in the Las Vegas area with the four major departments in the Las Vegas area. And there isn't a brick and mortar store that sells uh, fire gear or any type of fire supplies in Nevada, in the Las Vegas area. Wow. Okay. So I'm hoping to continue once I get out there and uh, just getting fire tech on the map and making us a leader in uh, supplying gear and providing customer service to the fire departments. Awesome. So you, you got into this business cause you had a passion for it. It sounds like, 
And, uh, and it sounds like you guys have been pretty good at it or else you wouldn't have grown to where you are today. And, uh, and it's something that's, you know, generating a, a decent income. So in, in past podcasts, I've, I've talked about the triad of awesomeness. It sounds like you found it. <laughs> oh, I don't think I'm quite there yet, but I think we're getting there. You know, one of the major things that you've got to worry about when you retire from the fire service is obviously at a young age is your health insurance. Mm-hmm. And that's a major killer. And then having a, uh, a kid in school and yeah. college, that's the second killer. But, you know, the young people that are on the fire service before they get hired, they need to really look at what that department offers their retirees when they mm-hmm. leave for health insurance, it was unbearable for me when I left. I was looking at paying twenty-three dollars to $2,400 a month for family coverage wow. on my pension, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that'll wipe your a good portion of your pension out. And then right now with the uh, cancer bill that was passed a few years ago, if you go off the city insurance, you're no longer part of the uh, cancer bill. Ah. You have to stay with the city insurance. And then you're part of the cancer bill for 10 years after you retire. But if you go off that city insurance, you're no longer covered by the bill that was passed, which a lot of people I don't think know. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that. So, uh, so are all cities then required to, I guess, offer coverage to their employees after they retire? I don't know. Most cities I know offer it, but I've talked with a lot of firefighters and they're in the same boat I was in that it wasn't affordable when you retire. That's affordable when you're there, but as far as being affordable when you retire, it's not. And, um, you know, I'd suggest fire departments look into the VEBA, which is uh, some money that you can get when you retire. It's a Uh thing that we looked into that we started and currently Fort Lauderdale offers a hundred dollars a month towards your insurance on the Viva. And right. that's an increase from $50 and it goes on to an insurance card and you can use it for prescriptions and doctor's appointments. It's just a nice added little benefit. And I hope one day that that Viva fund will be up to three, four, $500 a month for people that are going to retire, yeah. you know, in the next 15, 20 years. Because insurance is only getting worse. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. And uh, I guess uh, I guess we've really covered a covered a lot of stuff. What other uh, What other fun things are you doing in retirement? Well, my wife and I travel a lot. We like to cruise. Yeah. And I also do. Uh, I also work for another company where we do training for the military a company by the name of L2 Defense. We go out and we do the special ops training with the military. So I travel uh, once every couple months and do work with them. And it keeps me in the loop as far as what's new out there and keeps me working and doing my training that I like to do and teaching uh, people new things. Exciting. And it's it's been nice. It's been rewarding. I can travel when I want to travel with the wife and I can travel with the guys. And I feel like I'm back at the fire department when we go out for a week with them. And, uh-huh. you know, I think I get my uh, prankster out of me when I'm with those guys. Yeah. And then that way my wife, I don't get in trouble with the wife. That's very important. <laughs> That's very important. There's two very important things there. Happy wife, but then the, the, you know, still having that camaraderie, uh, which is, a, uh, you know, a component I think is, is, is that people, um, take for granted when they leave the fire service, if they have no connection to the fire service after, um, I, I think that that's an important piece. 
You know, I know, I know men who retirees that walk away that think it's life's going to be the same thing after the fire service. It's not going to be the same thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm here to tell you that now yeah. you have a lot of work friends mm-hmm. who don't translate into friends when you retire. They're friends with you at work and you see them every third day and your brothers and you're having a good time with them. When you retire, sometimes you get forgot. Yeah. And, um, Fort Lauderdale does a pretty good job of trying to hold that in check. We actually do a, a once a month, we meet up at the square grouper uh-huh. and we have a active and retirees firefighter social. Anybody's invited. Yeah. And it's usually the third Thursday of the month. And, uh, we meet up there about 11 o'clock and we have a lunch and we Jupiter or and Jupiter. Yeah. yeah. We tell old stories <laughs> and we lie and have a good time. Uh-huh. And uh, drink, and it's yeah. a fun time, but it brings the active people that are on the job now together to meet some uh, of the retirees because those retirees are the ones that paved the way yeah, for them. Yeah. You know, and, and it's important that they know about the department and where the department came from to where it is now. Interesting. So for our 10 subscribers that listen to the show pretty regularly, mostly mostly people that are getting ready to come on the show. Um, but if, if there's a, since you said you're, you're looking to grow the business, um, are looking to hire? Yeah. We're always looking to hire. We're always looking to hire equipment specialists throughout the state of Florida. And, uh, if they want to uh, contact me, they can reach me at 561-441-4756, or they can hit me up on my email, which is bbanks, B-B-A-N-K-S at fire, F-I-R-E tech, T-E-C, Inc, I-N-C dot com. And uh, I'm more than happy to uh, sit down and listen and see if you're a good fit for the company. And if you are, then, you know, welcome to the company. The company is like family. <laughs> and then for, for departments that are, uh, that are needing uh, gear washing and decon uh, services, as well as uh, Scott Pack uh, maintenance annuals. Yeah, they can contact me on the information i just gave i'll hit you on that absolutely and and uh, And i'll put them in contact with their sales rep in their area and okay we'll get everything squared away for them excellent our our goal at the company is customer service i sat on the other side of the desk and when i wanted one helmet nobody called me back when i wanted 100 helmets there were four or five distributors there ready to take me to lunch (laughs) so we treat every customer the same and uh so far the customer service has been working for us. That's how we get the business is providing excellent customer service. And I think these days you don't find that. Yeah. They, what do they talk about? The, uh, the three legged stool, cheap, fast, or good. Yeah. You only have two yep. and have it cheap and fast, but it won't be good. You have it cheap and good, but it won't be fast. <laughs> no. And I, uh, you know, and uh, some of our, uh, past clients, they speak very highly of us, which yeah. word of mouth goes a long way too in the fire service. Yeah. And, you know, obviously having the, you know, the, the prior background, uh, you know, that, that goes miles for, for me and I'm sure for, for everybody else. I mean, you know, having that, having that history, having that career, that experience, it's a lot, a lot better than, you know, working with somebody that, you know, yeah, I sell air packs. I just don't know how to work it, you know? So. No, usually the sales guys are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They've been trained, so they're usually good, but no, they haven't wore it in a fire. Yeah. They might have wore it in the office, but they did not wear it in the fire. Right. I, I think that goes a long way. And then for for if, if there's anybody uh that you can think of that it would be a 
great person to have on our show. Uh, best way to get a hold of us is through email. It's info at latfpodcast.com. That's info at latfpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, watching, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you.